In December of 2016, I had zero perspective on the amount of fortune and luck that had been bestowed upon me. I was at the height of my jingle powers, and I was very much um, entering into what I consider the dark phase of my career. We begin this half hour with the Jingle Punks. They're songwriters, and while you don't know their names, you've probably heard their music. Jingle Punks is the world's top commercial music publishing house. Getting money for the sale of your company is sometimes a great thing, sometimes it's a bad thing depending on what kind of personality type you have, but at the end of the day, if you lose your purpose and uh, your ability to wake up in the morning and know exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing, it can be pretty challenging. At this time, I was set up for a really big opportunity with a new client of ours, iHeartMedia, to create something called National Jingle Day. National Jingle Day is a made-up holiday that us and iHeartMedia came up with in order to bring awareness to one of our favorite ways of communicating with our clients, jingles. Brands having their own signature jingle, we feel like that should be celebrated and we wanted to create a day around it. We wanted to make a big spectacle about creating jingles for 16 brands and 16 hours. Ultimately, I think it ended up being eight brands, eight hours. I can't remember what it was, but it was a big payday. The version of myself now would have greatly appreciated this opportunity, but I think the version of myself then wanted to turn it into a bit of a spectacle and be uh, performing for the crowd. Uh, it ended up being a successful event, but it was significant to me because this was the last time I would speak to somebody who was a great influence on my career and a great left of center thinker and an entrepreneur and an overall uh, renaissance man named Alan Thicke. I asked him to be the keynote person for National Jingle Day. Aside from being a great actor, a really great friend, a really creative guy, he's also one of the great jingle men of the 20th century. He wrote Facts of Life and Different Strokes. In fact, I'm going to play you a snippet of the very last email he possibly had sent for, for business purposes uh, in his life. This is a snippet of what he had sent me. Hello, Jared, and all you jingle lovers. Alan Thick here. I wish I could be in New York with you, but as you can see, I'm here in my trophy room where I spend a little time every day admiring the awards I've won for commercials, jingles, and theme songs. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I don't have to look my best anymore. I got a shiny nose, no makeup. And uh, oh, wait one second. To the beat of just one drum, what might be right for you? May not be right for some. See, I can listen to that stuff all day. In fact, I do. That's what I do. That's why I can be here in my uh, Hugh Hefner robe and do pretty much nothing else. Thanks to jingles. Thanks to theme songs. Yes, indeed. By the way, oh, another one coming up here. Sing along, if you will. Here it is. Well, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't get up. Okay. I just wanted to say, oh, and a special hello to Barry Manilow, uh, an inspiration to me. Barry was uh, on my very first lousy late-night talk show episode, Pick of the Night, and uh, I wrote his uh, special, the one that won the Emmy back in 1910. Uh, best special of the year. So congrats and thanks for what you've done to all of us. Uh, for the rest of you, uh, just remember, the robe, shiny nose, trophy room, it's all because of Jingle. Keep writing. All the best. Happy New Year. For years, I would look back 
on uh, this this video that he sent me, which was supposed to be a fun video greeting and just thinking um, how shocking it is that the next day he would no longer be with us from that uh, terrible medical incident that he would suffer of a widowmaker heart attack, as they call it. But it was a wake-up call. It also made me acutely aware of the fact that I had access to some amazing entrepreneurs, some people who carve their own path, be it in the world of news, sports, jingles, screenwriting, directing, and that the advice they gave me was better than any master class or any um, master's program or university degree I could ever get or achieve. In fact, I, I went to NYU and I always say that I learned more by being near great people than uh, any other textbook taught me in my life. I always said if I ever had a platform to take some of this knowledge and turn it into anything that could be useful to other people, I would do just that. And I've recently started a podcasting company called Audio Up with my partner, Dennis Quaid. And no one's asked me to create this podcast, but I'm doing it anyways. And you can see that, um, you know, in that video with Alan there, how much joy and pride he took in the fact that those jingles built his trophy room and, you know, paid for his kid's school and his life and, you know, all the great things that had happened in his world and became a stepping stone that turned him into a successful sitcom actor on uh, Growing Pains. You know, the multi-hyphenate is something that I've always really admired and, you know, just that story and the fact that I was fortunate enough to also be friends with someone like John Singleton, a uh, real disruptive force in the world of Hollywood, bringing in African-American stories into mainstream cinema in a way that had never been done before. For some reason, I met John. He really took a shine to me uh, during my wild lost years within the uh, period between when I uh, had sold my business to William Morris and then sold it again to um, the Ontario Teachers Pension Fund. I really lost a sense of what I was doing in the business and for someone like John to take an interest in what I was doing, have him um, come around me as a mentor and also give me all of these, I would call it, uh, you know, he was my rabbi, he was my occupational therapist. Uh, he you know, gave me one great piece of advice that <laughs> as someone who spends a lot of time in dark restaurants and bars, uh, you know, meeting clients, he's, he said a lot of smart things, but one thing he said to me was, Jared, drink more water. And, you know, to this day when I'm having meetings uh, with important people and I'm trying to be the, uh, the, the center of attention or the clown there, I just think, you know, uh, what good am I to all of my clients and, you know, my kids and my family if I make myself sick from, uh, you know, having one too many. So, uh, you know, for, for Alan, from Singleton, and from, you know, people like T-Bone Burnett and Timbaland and Steve Levitan and Don Lemon and all these people I would meet, I said to myself, now's the time. We are stuck at home. We are running out of Netflix to watch. We've I've watched Chinatown and The Godfather and... <laughs> Uh, Scarface for the umpteenth time and I realized that I could use this time to improve myself, improve the world around me and this COVID masterclass occupational therapy idea you know that I created is really just conversations with 
uh, people that have changed my life. You know, Neil Brennan, uh, who created Chappelle's show, was one of the first people to ever give me a big break editing comedy shows, which led to me being called Jingle Jared, which led to Jingle Punks forming. Um, people like Steve Levitan, who created Modern Family, but came from really humble beginnings. People like Don Lemon, who had to forge his own path in the world of news in order to get where he is today. People who have unrealistic, you know, expectations around them, like JaVale McGee, who comes from a family of superstar athletes. One of my favorite things to do uh, is read biographies and autobiographies of some of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Growing up, I read books like The Operator, Creativity Inc., The Last Sultan, Black Swan, countless others like that. Stories of unlikely success, secret geniuses, and you know, folks who can provide some uncut gems of knowledge that would otherwise remain dormant during my life. Like I said, I've been lucky enough to spark up friendships with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and creators of our time. Uh, the masterclass uh, here is really something that I learned from. It's taught me things that uh, I didn't know. It's taught me things that I didn't really know about the friends that were five feet away from me and for the first time really asked people like, you know, Jeff Ross who created uh, and is the EP on Conan O'Brien, how that happened and how his beginnings with Lauren Michaels started with kids in the hall and took him to where he is. I found out about all sorts of people who consider themselves late bloomers like Nick Pizzolatto who created True Detective. I've heard about missed opportunities uh, from J.P. Crimmy who claimed to be one of the five angriest people in LA at any given time during the early phase of his career and he's now a breathwork expert. I've heard about light bulb moments and, and how sometimes not fitting into models of the past can be a positive thing. Um, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on the series after they have a chance to digest it. Uh, you can listen to it anywhere where podcasts are available. And unlike some of the other podcasts, this one does not have a soundtrack. In fact, I'm no longer Jingle Jared, so there's no music in this. It's just a thought piece and it's meant for you to enjoy. Um, Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this season of Occupational Therapy with myself and my host, Zach Selwyn, alongside these amazing guests. And I'd like to just give a special shout-out to Alan Thicke and John Singleton, who are no longer with us, for inspiring me to do better, think better, and be proud of my jingle roots and not really run away from them. And um, I know that uh, this is the type of project that would make them both proud. <laughs>